Real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast, be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John, and my guest today is an Emmy Award winning media advisor who has worked with Beyonce, Mandy Moore, Ashton Kutcher, Jessica Simpson, Lindsay Lohan, and more. Welcome to the show, Vinny Potestivo. Yo, thank you for having me, Sarah. And thank you for mentioning some of my favorite people in this entire world. As, as a fan of, and as someone who got to work with them for a blip, but as a fan of these people, these legendary names. Well, and I know there's so many other names, so it was, but I didn't want to like list, you know, 30 people. So I just <laughs> kind of picked the people that were the most, or, you know, that They're I doing recognized good. their Those names. Are, yeah. <laughs> They're doing good. Some strong women in there too, by the way. Proud, yeah. proud to be associated with that energy around the success of those people. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more of your story and how you even got into this? And I know you worked with <laughs> MTV for a few years as well. I'd love to hear that as well. Yeah. Yeah. In 99, I got to work at MTV. They brought me in to ultimately launch the talent development department. I'm a database guy. I went to school for like computer programming and I was like a Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Access guy. I was obsessed with talent. I, I had a music scholarship, so I have a business degree, but a music scholarship. And, I, and my job on campus was in the computer center. I was the guy that would scan your photos in for your GeoCities pages, help you out with your term papers or, or change the font on your Word documents. And all of that came into use when I went to MTV and started writing character one sheets and reality TV show pitches and all the different ways that I realized the skills that I had developed to be a creative communicator in a corporate setting like MTV. But it was my database that helped me get into the industry. I took out an ad on something called Backstage. Now it's Backstage.com. And you go there if you're a non-union actor, performer, artist, a singer, model, you're looking for like some type of on-camera work. And I took out an ad and I said, just looking to build my files, send me your headshots if you're open to me submitting you for other projects. One Campus Road, Wagner College, Student Box 577. I didn't even think to like pretend like I had a casting company or change my address to a P.O. box or anything like that. And I had about 700 submissions in a month. And back then, I mean, by the way, let's be honest and take a moment. 700 big thumbs up on Instagram is a win for most people I know, by the way. So, so when something goes viral and hits that level of, of audience, 700 people were supporting me in real life. And I think of that, by the way, I remember what, what's how big 700 felt to me in 1998. And, that, and there's no difference between then and now. So when I see these numbers in the thousands, early thousands, early 10,000s, I see these numbers, some assets get a million views. That's powerful. I let that soak in, by the way. I don't let that get lost. But it was that database. I created a database with those 700 people. That got me to Fox News. Then that got me to these Choose or Lose. I got to cast MTV's Choose or Lose team, MTV News correspondence in like the 98. And, and then when they were looking to build a department that gave infrastructure to casting and talent development, there I was with my one sheets and my, my Excel grids. And I knew how to take two VCRs and wire them together so I can edit from my desk, which meant I didn't have to spend thousands of dollars down the edit bay, editing, casting reels. So it was a, a real win. Wow, that's quite the story. I love that. You had mentioned that you had had two VCRs set up so you didn't have to spend thousands. I, that, yeah. that sounds like a bootstrap way to go about it. I'd love to hear 
any kind of tips that you have or strategies for whether it's getting discovered or pitching mass media or standing out as a podcaster, different ways to do that in a frugal way. Yeah. By the way, I want to point out, I come from a a single parent household. I'm the oldest of four in Staten Island. Not a single person in my family knew anyone in the entertainment industry. I literally give credit to that database because if it weren't for that database and my skill set in figuring out how to leverage what I was good, I would be nowhere in life. And I certainly didn't know anyone when I got to MTV. My job wasn't, again, my job wasn't to find the people. My job was to organize. I learned from great people, but I'm self-taught. I'm I'm pretty stubborn learner. And in school, I was pretty stubborn. And I have got a set way of how to do things, a constant and consistent way to do things and approach to it. So for me, I think in frugality, I think of some of the barriers and some of the repeat actions that I do over and over again. Like I'm not going to carve a billion paths because I can do a billion things. I'm going to do a billion things on my one journey. And the things that I can't do this year, I'm going to put on my list for next year. And I believe in putting some barriers in space and time so that I can be effective. Also, taking out that, uh, taking out an ad in backstage, that cost nothing. Back then, it cost nothing. Putting out an ad, putting out a social media post right now, letting people know you have a need and a want or a unique way to service them. That's how I would execute that now. I'm in podcasting myself now as a podcast guest, as you're hearing. And part of this is my strategy to even build more awareness of not just like what I've done, but what the people who I've worked with have done and, and what joining in on this energy sort of looks like. I love helping podcasters find success in mass media. There's no money involved in editorial content. There's money involved in advertorial play. So you can pay to play for some of those like council, the Forbes council, the GQ councils, and you know, they have these councils where you can pay to play and you, you get your content sort of seen, but it costs nothing to pitch yourself. And I think most people don't realize how simple it is to pitch yourself to public media. To be really honest, there's a credit system on television. The names are on the screen in magazines. The names are in print on dot coms. Their names, usually emails and Twitter handles are right there. I mean, there's no different contact information that I reach out to. And what I actually will do is I'll maybe look at an an article or someone who I think might write about me and I'll look at a couple of their headlines and I'll just deconstruct the headlines. Like I learned this from like some big artist at MTV. There's one specific artist that I have in mind right now. And I remember asking him, I was like, how do you come up with the hits? Like, how did you come up with the Coca-Cola hit? And then you got this, how do you, he's like, I just, it's whatever's hot. I just take it and I, I put my spin on it. I don't start from scratch on everything. There's already existing energy. This is a collaborative environment. You know, we're all, we're sampling and we're creating and we're building on each other. There's volume in what we're creating, not just width. It's not in the spans. Collaborating for me costs nothing. Networking for me costs nothing. I find ways to add value. For me, I like to write. I noticed that podcasters don't have many articles about them. They have articles about the podcast and maybe there might even be a list of like five podcasts to listen to in this category or this year or something. But I noticed that no one's talking about us and we're, we're doing podcasting so we can be seen as people. We talk about our voice and our likeness and our our image being heard and seen. And I realized that there was space for me to be able to create a platform that just focused on the podcaster. So now I collaborate with other podcasting brands and I say, you guys are amazing. You're helping podcasters. You're giving them visibility. You give us connection. Podmatch, shout out to 
the awesome podcast matchmaking service that is Podmatch that connected us. Mm-hmm. You know, I trust the source so I can show up in my true authentic self and the people that I'm meeting on this platform. It's weird to call it even it's like if you ask me what my favorite social platform is, I really would say Podmatch. There's there's nothing that I go to every day that I exchange notes with people I don't know that I get more out of right now than Podmatch. And I think it's because I approach it with so much more trust than social media, than the public, the commenting and everything being so public. There's a part of me that loves podcasting because no one owns podcasting. And right. you, Sarah, own this recording. Like if we did something at MTV, I would be like, I have a boss and they have a boss and they have a boss and somewhere up the line, we lose control over power. You hear it all the time. Oh, it wasn't my fault. But the company said I didn't want to be in that situation when I left MTV. I was there for 10 years. The first two years, putting Beyonce in her first project and Mandy Moore in her first project and then helping Ashton, as we said, get punked and, and Sharon Osbourne with the Osbournes and Nick and Jessica with Newlyweds. And I realized in 2007, this world was bigger. Podcasting was a thing. I converted a podcast into a show in 2006 called Man and Wife, which was a a late night sex talk show with a married couple. I thought that was cool. We never got that from a relationship perspective. It was always the comedic facts. It was never the emotional relationship connected to those facts. So yeah. And by the way, in podcasting, we own it too. Mm -hmm. So there's a big difference. So I've been in your space. I've been in Sharon Osbourne's space, but you own more content than she does. Yeah, that is interesting. In the public space. It's not hers. Really passionate about helping us, small business owners, indie voices, own our content, because then I can help you get it on TV. I can help you get a 27-minute show weekly on a radio, FM, AM radio. I can help you get distributed or aggregated or syndicated on many different types of media, especially those AVOD networks. I mean, a lot more networks, a lot more platforms that I can mention came out this year, more so than podcasts. Everyone says so many podcasts. I'm like, too many platforms, so many shelves, so much content. There's so much space to put our content. I mean, not too many podcasts. Says who? TV people. That's who says it, by the way. (laughs) It's growing too fast. Too fast for who? Things grow faster now. Mm -hmm. It's 2023. They grow. It just, things grow faster. For better or for worse, it's this collaboration here on this episode. It's your multiple episodes. Maybe you even have other series or soon we'll have other series and collaborations. It's us who are making this industry bigger. That's awesome. I'm down for that. We control that space. That's cool. Yeah, I love that. That's one unique thing, I think, about podcasting. You had mentioned that you had turned a podcast into a show and that you can help other people do that. I want to hear more about that. Plus also how to get into IMDb. Oh, yeah. That's so. well, by the way, this is a big one. So IMDb, especially even like every month, something changes in January 2023. Google removed the play button from podcast search results. So you oh, used I to just search heard that for a today. podcast. Yeah. And so, so to me, the signals, maybe two things. One is the, how do I say this? Maybe we flooded the system with too much not so great talent and, and the user experience was not so great. So they're removing the play button so people cannot be underwhelmed with content that they find, but still enjoy the process of searching for content. Like I'm, I'm in the mindset of Google and trying to figure out why they'd remove it. But either way, it signals that it's more and more difficult for podcasters to stand out, which again, is why I created I have a podcast.com so I can literally write featured articles about people. IMDb 
the Internet Movie Database. It's owned by Amazon. It's a completely free service. You do not need the pro version to do what I'm about to, to share with you. Although there is like usually a free 30 day or 60 day IMDb Pro account that you can sign up for. So if you if you want, you can do that. But IMDb is a sort of place where TV and film and where credits go. It's where they go to be researched. It's a solid search and it's a solid search platform that that shows up as a high value input on your Google search results and Bing and Yahoo and other search engine results. For podcasters, they now allow us to upload our podcast as intellectual property. So if you if you are a business owner and you own your podcast, you have the rights to take your intellectual property, your title, and upload that to IMDb. And it creates the link back. It creates a data point and a link back to your profile, to your persona, and to your website, to your podcast that doesn't exist anywhere else on the internet. Podchaser says they're like the IMDb for podcasts. And I think that's true within the podcast community that Podchaser is the IMDb for podcasts. But for the rest of the world, IMDb is the IMDb for podcasts also. And that data point is stronger coming from IMDb than Podchaser. I see IMDb results more in my search results than I do Podchaser. So this is why I spend so much time on IMDb. And, and every guest that has appeared on my podcast gets a credit on my IMDb thing, not, not only so that I can show people who's been on my podcast, but now I appear on their pages as a podcast that they've been on. And I worked in TV, so like on Total Request Live and we would have someone come on the show or Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Ellen, any of these shows right now, the day that that show airs, there's a PA, there's someone who's responsible for going to IMDb and inputting that information that that person made an appearance on the show. That's how high it will show up in search results. And for podcasters, it means that we have a place to showcase our awards, our production company, to give credit to people who earned it and pay and who we pay but also especially to give credit to people who help us out in the journey and didn't get compensated for it. It's an awesome networking tool, an evergreen tool that's going to enhance this person's visibility for as long as this data point exists until they remove it, to be honest, and they have, they have the right to do so. And all that comes from IMDb. So perhaps if, you're, if, if this frugalpreneur podcast is on IMDb, then afterwards, like you would say, look, and then we're going to add you to IMDb. And then, by the way, that shows up, that will show up in my Google search results. I mean, I'm just saying I, I have, <laughs> I have a, for those who have alerts set up about themselves, this way, I don't got to go searching for me. You know, I just want to know what's out there. <laughs> a lot of podcast interviews, by the way, it's a great way. I love my Google alerts because it's a great way to organize, you know, some of that info too. But this helps me get reach. This helps me get discovered. This gives me visibility. The visibility comes with not just awards, any photo assets you've created for social media, for any episodes that you've ever created, any videos that you have on YouTube shorts or Instagram or TikTok TV or Pinterest TV, any place where you're putting your video content and photo content, you have another platform to put it on. And this is something that talks to Google. They're like kissing cousins, man. They talk a lot. I don't even actually, I, don't, I think that's like the wrong term. They, it was a family where, yeah, no, kissing cousins is definitely not the term <laughs> that I wanted to use. Oh, my own. No, it's like when you, when a family has a secret that they, t they share a lot about. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just got flushed in the head. Anyway. So, and I want to say this about this thing now that I'm flushed and, and I, I'm so honored to, to have flub ups and use stupid words like that and not what I meant. 
on a podcast. Like I feel humbled and and I can show up as my normal self and not feel like I flubbed up on TV and I had an epic fail. And also we spent a lot of time together. So you know the intent. I still can't figure out what word I'm trying to think of. It's like a a big family secret or something like that. What I was trying to say is they talk and they listen to each other and Google search engine results, Google photo results will change based on the input that you put into IMD. And I know you have <laughs> on your website on vpe.tv, you have mm -hmm. a whole bunch of resources, downloadables and Notion, all these different things. And I believe you have one on IMDb. So I'll link to that in the show notes so that people, because I, I think I was looking at that yesterday. It's like a step-by-step kind of instruction yeah right? yeah okay. the step-by-step -step guide on how to get your podcast on imdb also i did some research over 99 awards worthy of winning some of them are free so if you go to that list and you click on the there's a, a button i have them sort of organized by topics and i think one of them is no fee so you'd be able to see which ones are no fee some of them require you joining a group that also is no fee that leads to the access to those awards. The Podcast Academy is one that comes to mind that is no cost as long as you're part of the group. And then it gives you access to awards that are also no cost. I also have a list of like 50 creator marketing platforms that pay. I put my name on a list. And if these brands are looking for someone like me, then I'm on the list for them to work with. And I, I make somewhere between zero to <laughs> 500 to $5,000 a month, depending on who reaches out through those systems. And, and podcasters have a hard time being on influencer marketing platforms because we don't identify as influencers, which is why I use the word creator, because I know we all agree that we're creators. But look, businesses just write checks for influencers right now because that's what they call the, the us in the creator economy they just so don't be ashamed to one acknowledge and accept the influence you make as a podcaster that's first and foremost to know that they're learning about our kpis as podcasters and, and what real impact we can have especially if you have a podcast for a couple of years and it gets a couple of hundred or even a couple of thousand downloads versus you know you had a, one good night on tiktok and now you got a couple of million followers on tiktok that are barely responsive but that's where the money is so I have the ability to help podcasters stand out that way. And you'll learn all of that on vpe.tv slash hub. And then if you have any questions, hit me up on LinkedIn. Like I'm available. I don't, don't wait till it's time to make the deal and you feel like, you know, you're up against the wall. I'm here to help you see options, see success in the beginning part of your career that's sustainable and show you how to do it year after year after year. And that's how it works. We have new goals that we just keep building on. It's been a fun journey. Well, awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time today. I've learned a lot and I've downloaded some of those guides and I'm going to get started on that. I'm going to get myself on IMDb and yes. And and then when this episode goes out, you'll get a notification. Yeah, add me. <laughs> you'll see. I and I, I pay for IMDb Pro, which means you, my photo shows up and I'm honored and excited to be in your audience, let alone forever immortalized on IMDb. <laughs> as a guest on the show. It's cool. It's a really cool social gesture to be really mm -hmm. blunt and it, and it helps me out tremendously. So I don't want to minimize that impact. I built my entire career on credit. No one knows what I do because I don't go around telling people what it is. But if you want to see what I've done in TV, you can go to IMDb and see the hundreds of shows that I've cast. I'm not going to bore you with them, but just know I got you. Sometime in your life, you watch something that I did. So <laughs> yeah, oh, I appreciate yeah. the return on energy. Well, thank you again thank so you. much. 
Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.